You're listening to the Her Money Matters Podcast, episode 32. Welcome to the Her Money Matters Podcast, the podcast to help you take control of your finances. Join your host, motivational money coach, Jen Hemphill, as she shares with you practical, simple money insights and real life stories by women like you. Let's get to it. Hey there, this is Jen Hemphill. Welcome to the first episode of 2016. I can't believe it's here. I really want to thank you for tuning in. It's definitely a new year and usually new years. There's always talk about resolutions and the most top common resolutions tend to be all revolving around saving more and spending less. And of course, others want to get out of debt, save more to re- for your t- retirement, build that emergency fund up, live on less than what they make, maybe something about building rep- or repairing their uh, credit, saving for college, those types of things. But there are four commonly forgotten details, four commonly forgotten musts that we tend to neglect. And I'm going to share these, what these four are in this episode. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about what the current statistics show about financial literacy in schools here in the United States, because I know we have uh, international listeners and what this means for you. What the converse, what conversation we need to start having with our siblings and appropriate family members. So I'll get into that. One simple reoccurring reminder that you can put in your calendar that can save your family agony in the future. And it's just really, really super simple. And how the one word specific can change the outcome of our actions with our money. And on top of that, I also have a very special invite for you that I will share at the end of the episode. I know I'm making you go through the episode before I share the invite. Uh, So just make sure you stay to the end. Of course, if you fast forward to the end, I won't know about it unless you tell me, but I do really, really encourage you to listen to today's episode. It's got some good stuff in it. Before I get into it, I want to share with you a little something. In the Her Money Matters Facebook group in the community, we recently, just to kick off the community, we had a contest in the month of December just to celebrate the new group, the new community. And it was just based on points and it all came to how you participated in the group conversation. So it was a lot of fun. We got to know each other. It was a blast. And I gave away some prizes. So I gave away a one-on-one coaching session. I also gave away uh, three months in this invite that I'm going to share with you in this new program that I'm going to share with you. And I'm also give away a copy of the Total Money Makeover book by Dave Ramsey. So I want to congratulate Irene, Danielle, and Laura as they were the three lucky winners in the group. So let's go ahead in getting to today's episode. I know I mentioned this is what we're talking about are the four 
commonly neglected must-do, something that we don't really think about or we've considered but then forgot about because maybe the debt, you're more focused on paying off debt or some other things that have to do with your finances. But there are four things, and I want you, as you go, as I go through these four things, I want you to think about if... A, you have have completed it, if it's something that's been in progress and you have, or just you have completely neglected it and it's something that you have to start on. Number one is teaching your kids about money. Even though in schools it's getting better, it's really a fact that personal finance is rarely taught in schools. Let me give you some stats on financial literacy in schools. Back in 1998, which is really less than 20 years ago, financial education was offered only in the state of Illinois here in the U.S. And it was just part of a consumer education um, class and no testing was required. So who knows how much really, uh, how much content, how much information was being taught. But That was less than 20 years ago, only one state, and that was the state of Illinois. As of two, and I'll share with you in the show notes, I'll share with you the links of those surveys. So if you want to take a look, I, um, you know, I'm more than happy to share those links. So that way you can take a look and see where I got my information from, because I'm definitely not making this up. And then as of 2014, there are now... 17 states. I'm not sure as of 2015 because that survey has not been released. But as of 2014, there are 17 states which either A, require students to take personal finance uh, or they require that personal finance be included in the economics or civics course. And it is a high school graduation requirement in these 17 states. Out of these 17 states, there are six states only that require some sort of testing on it. And I'll share with you the survey so you can see if your state is one of those 17 states or even one of those six states that require the testing. My point here is you can take matters into your own hands, even if you may not feel good about your own money skills, or maybe you're lacking some confidence uh, with teaching your own kids about money. But, and really, no matter the age that they are, there's some always something that you can teach them. I'm going to share with you uh, there is a website, great, great resource. It's a free resource. Uh, for teaching kids at appropriate, le- you know, what you can teach them at the different uh, age levels that's appropriate for them. But of course, just use it as a guideline as you know your child best uh, and you know if they're ready for that, that concept or not. So the website, and I'll put it in the show notes, is moneyasyougrow.org. So that is moneyasyougrow.org. And it will tell you the concepts you can teach them. And it even gives you activities that you can do with them that go along with those concepts. So for example, for a three-year-old, you can start teaching them the concept that to buy things, you need money. And chances are you've done this if you have older kids or you you currently have a toddler, but as they... yeah. 
as they get older, there's other things that you can teach them. And that's where a lot of parents stop, you know, maybe early on in their early days, they do things just unconsciously. That's something that we just do, just the innate parenting that we do. But later on in life, or when they become teens, we don't always necessarily uh, talk about those things. So for a teenager, let's say if you have a teen and that they have a job, you can discuss the paycheck. Uh, you can discuss the taxes that are taken out, the tax bracket that they fall under, what taxes pay for, maybe doing automated savings, things of that sort. So make sure that you check out that resource. So I do urge you that don't necessarily rely on the schools. If you have a school that is amazing with this component of financial literacy. That's awesome. If you don't, that's something that you completely can do yourself. And I've given you uh, a great resource that you can uh, look at that will help you. Number two on the list is caring for elderly parents. I know this may be a cultural thing. It all depends uh, on family dynamics, but it's no secret that people are living longer and longer. And we really need to start having that conversation with our siblings uh, as in terms of who's going to do what, if this happens, just having those hypothetical situations. So when things do happen or whatever the case, you're ready. So you need to know who's going to take care of stuff financially, physically, those things. And I understand family dynamics are different with each family, um, but that conversation definitely needs to happen. If your father or mother is no longer able to do things independently, those type of things, uh, we just have to have that conversation so we're prepared if in case it happens, those type of things. And... The other thing it's also, I want to share with you this, this part is a personal memo to me because I haven't really had that conversation. I have a brother, but we haven't had that conversation, but I have started, we have with my husband, we have started that conversation and it's also good to have that conversation because of course part of the conversation is involving your parents. So you know their wishes, you know what they want so you can honor those wishes. And there's so many options out there. You need to be in the know as well of what's out there for the resources, uh, depending on their needs, because nowadays there's all sorts of things. You know, it used to be you just relied on nursing homes, but not everybody needs a nursing home. So there's retirement communities. There's for those who are fully de- independent. There's assisted living for those that are independent to a certain extent, but may need help in, in other areas. There's the home services for those that are needed nursing care uh, at home. There's all sorts of things. So those things are something that you just need to start researching researching, so you know for yourself what's out there. Uh, and in the case that it's needed later on, you can have that conversation uh, already with your siblings, with your parents, uh, and and get those conversations going to so you know how much those things cost and what you what things that you 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 are going to be needing in the future so you know what to expect basically is what I'm trying to say. 
So that's the second thing that is really commonly it's it's forgotten about. And I'm not saying everybody, but it's something that we don't like to think about. All right, is it's our parents, so we just don't tend to think about and. It's a last minute thing, which can cause a lot of stress and confusion and just unnecessary uh, stress with the family. So that's number two. Number three is about getting your financial paperwork in order. And when I'm talking about financial paperwork, in this case, I'm talking about the wills. I'm talking about what's called advanced directives. Uh, It's something that we don't like to talk about. It's something that's fearful. Uh, It's something that we, you know, especially we think lawyers, well, it takes money. I don't want to do that. But with the world of the internet, there are just so many options. And here's the thing. We know that we're not going to be here forever. We, but we don't know when we are going to leave this world. And we need to leave our family ready for when we do. So unfortunately, when someone passes away in the family, if you've experienced this, it gets super emotional. I can get a little crazy. It Greed can come in the picture. It just all depends on the family dynamics. So it's really important to have your will in order. It's really important to think about and doing an advanced directive. And that's basically... Documents such as uh, a living will, uh, health uh, care power of attorney, uh, those type of documents that gives instruction on health care should you not be able to make those decisions by yourself. And I will give you a link, a resource, uh, f- actually from a good uh, source, AARP, where you can actually download some printable advanced care directives, depending on your state. So I thought it was a good resource. So do your own diligence. I'm definitely not. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. Not a lawyer. You got to, when looking for these, if you look for these online, so you've got to weigh the pros and cons of doing online versions versus doing a, a real, uh, using a, an attorney. So you can also research uh, organizations in your area that may do them without the high cost of the attorney. You really want to explore all your options, but it's important to get these things done. And the other important aspect of this is to not just do these and forget about them, but you need to update as needed. Uh, you just can't just let it, let it go because we have to keep in mind that life happens. And you've probably heard those stories where wills weren't updated. Maybe there was a divorce involved prior to the passing of the person. And then the ex-spouse was still on the will and got maybe for the money from life insurance, things of that sort. So make sure that you, it's, it's a, really a super simple fix. Well, one, get the paperwork done. That's probably the most complicated because you got to uh, find a place or pick a, it, just pick the right documentation for you. But um, it's really super simple. One that is done. Once that is done, that you just put a recurring reminder on your calendar that every year 
at a certain date and month, you that uh, reminder is going to go off and you can ask yourself, has anything drastic happened or, or changed in this year that I should consider changing the will? It's just a simple reminder, but it's just something that absolutely needs to be done just to be on the safe side. So that's the third one. Fourth on the list is really, and it's critical, is getting a clear vision on what you what you want your life to look like. This is super important because most of us are stuck on saving more, spending less, getting out of debt, saving enough for retirement. And you may think, well, that's a good thing. But here's the thing. We need to be more specific and clear in this area because that's what's going to drive your commitment level to get out of debt, to save more, to spend less, uh, everything above just because it's a more exciting and more motivating when you're super specific. And I'll, I'll share with you examples so you see what I mean. There are various ways of doing this. And of course, my way is not the only option. This is just one way. Uh, the important thing is to be very clear and specific with your vision. So for me, some of you, it might be really scary to look far into the future and that's okay. You can think in terms of a short-term version. So let's talk about a short-term version. So let's do two examples. So I'm going to do a generic example and a specific example, and then I want you to think about what's more exciting about the two or which one is more exciting. So let's say a one short-term vision could be save more by the end of the year. That's generic, right? Or short-term vision can be save and enter a specific number, let's say save $5,000 by the end of the year so that we can have a better emergency cushion and not have to go into debt when an emergency comes up. So let's be honest here. Which one excites you more? It's probably probably the last one, right? Because it's more specific because having that emergency cushion is going to give you that peace of mind. So that's why I'm talking about getting clear and specific. So if you had that specific short-term vision, you're going to be more motivated and ex- and you're going to be more prone to take action on that goal, right? Because if you say, oh, I'm going to save more, it's not really specific. So it's not going to drive you necessarily to take action. Or maybe some months you'll save more and other months you don't. But if you know that by the end of the year, that's your vision, that you want to have $5,000 in the emergency fund, then you're gonna, your mind is going to be actively working towards that. And you, you take an action as well. <laughs> so the, and as, long, as far as long-term vision... It could be, let's do a generic one. So a generic one can be have enough for retirement to live comfortably. Okay, that's good and all. But what if you can do a long-term vision like or think in terms of, this is just an example, retire with enough to live on 
a five thousand um, annual salary. So meaning, like if you had still were working and were making fifty thousand dollars, that's going to be comfortable to live on, or maybe a hundred thousand dollar salary. Really, it all depends on like what's comfortable for you. Whatever your current salary is, maybe, and you're comfortable with that. Uh, so that that that's where the specific part comes in. Uh, another part could be have two homes. So let's say retire with enough to live on a five thousand dollar annual salary, have two homes, maybe one to live in Florida for six months, or and one home in your current place uh, to live on to live in for the re- remainder of the six months. So which of those two is, is more exciting? It's the second one, right? Because it's more specific. It's it's clear. So that's gonna is gonna drive you. Okay, if you already know that's what it's gonna look like, you're gonna look at how you can get there. Versus, well, I just want to have enough. What does that look like for you? What is enough, and what allows you to live comfortably? And that way, you can talk to a financial planner for them to help you get there. So I'll share with you um, my short term vision. I would say our short-term vision, (laughs) but my husband and I still go back and forth at times. So, and we're still working on our long-term vision. So for the short-term vision, I want to increase our savings that we're currently putting away for retirement by another 10% and figure out the best way to save or invest our money for our forever home. We're military, so we move around a lot. So our forever home is whenever we're completely done with the military. So, and we'd be buying it. So we know that in four to eight, maybe four to eight years, it all depends on what happens in the next years. That's, that's when we would be buying, purchasing our forever home. So I've, uh, so again, it's increasing the uh, retirement by 10% and figuring out which involves uh, researching our options, talking to a financial planner, those type of things to see what is the best way that we can save this money for our forever home um, so we can have it for the uh, in four to eight years. So I wanted to share that with you. And so basically, those are the four things uh, that you don't want to be neglecting. And there are those four must-dos that are just commonly we forget about them. So I hope you found that of value. So let's go ahead and recap the main points of the show. We talked about what the current statistics show about financial literacy in the schools here in the United States and what you can do about it. And what you can do about it was taking matters into your own hands and teaching your child. And I gave you a tool, a resource, a free resource that you can use to help you guide um, what you can do, activities, what you can teach them uh, at a, depending on their age level or at their age. We also talk about what conversation we need to start having with our siblings and appropriate family members. And that's really is taking care of uh, parents like, our parents, like what, who's going to be responsible for what, and all those details. And there's a lot of details to think about. So it's something, a conversation that we need to start having, and, and hopefully that's one that you will have. 
And we also talked about one simple recurring reminder that you can put on your calendar that can save your family agony in the future. And that is a reminder of if your will needs to get updated. So every year, have a reminder, just go off on your phone and you can ask yourself that something happened this year that I need to make changes to the will. So you can prevent agony if maybe your marital status changed whatever the case may be. And then we also talked about how the one word specific can change the outcome of our actions with our money. So we uh, we talked about the different, uh, we talked about short-term vision and long-term vision, and we talked about different examples of how a simple short-term vision that's not specific versus a very specific vision, uh, how that's more exciting, it's more motivating and gives you, it propels you into action. So those, that is it. So think about out of the four areas that I talked about, how many can you mark off as complete or maybe in progress? Because there are chances are that you have already worked on some of these. And I challenge you to put, if if there's one that you haven't worked on, or maybe all of four, doesn't matter. It's about today and what we can start doing today. Forget what's what hasn't happened in the past. But I challenge you to put at least one of the four into action in the next week. That's my challenge you for you t- uh, today. Now, I know I mentioned earlier about a special invite. So I'm going to talk to you quickly about that now. And my invite is for you if you are st- tired of feeling stuck with your money, if you're just fed up with your budget, if you are just really in dire need to take control of your debt and it's driving you crazy, if you want to have more money so you can have more fun without any guilt, if you no longer want to feel broke, if just money is a struggle of yours and you need some support, some guidance, some accountability, I have the solution for you. It's my brand new Fearless Money Sisterhood membership program. We have um, monthly calls and we have a private Facebook group. We have members only content, resources, classes, and tools inside the membership site to help you overcome your money challenges. And what's great is that you can try it out for a whole 30 days for just $1. And after that, it's $25 a month. But that's not all because I like looking out for you. And on day 25 of the out of those 30 days uh, that you'll be trying this out, you'll receive an email from me just reminding you that the 30-day trial is almost over. And at that point, when you receive the email, you can do one of two things. One, you can do absolutely nothing because you want to continue and you're enjoying the program. Or two, you can simply reply with a, just please cancels, no questions asked, and we'll take care of the rest. And you can check out the details at jenhemphill.com forward slash dollar. That's jenhemphill.com forward slash dollar. So I can't wait to see you there. So that is a wrap for today's episode. I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to tune into the show. You can check out the show notes at jenhemphill.com forward slash 
32 for all the links that I mentioned, including the Fearless Money Sisterhood link.、Uh, so you can refer to all of that in the show notes at jenhemphill.com forward slash 32. So I really want to thank you again for listening, for tuning in, for all your support. And I will see you again next Thursday. Bye.